Now, let me show you around. Over there are the preppies. And over there's the comatose. And the cool comatose. Hey, who's the tall drink of Maylocks? Are you young ladies here to visit your mothers? Oh! <laughs> yeah, that's Zack. He's as smooth as a 50-year-old behind. Who wants to go get some sweet corn in my minivan? It's got a wheelchair lift. Oh! <laughs> if you can drive, they're all over you. I used to drive, but they pulled my license. But Zelda, if you're looking for something with a big back seat and a lot of gas, I'm your man. Oh! You've never heard Garrison Keeler till you've heard him through five speakers. <laughs> oh, fool. Tramp. Four-finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Figure Discount. This week we're here to review episode DABF09. It is the old man and the key. I am Dando. How are you doing, Mr. Davis? I am very well. I am Guy Davis. That is Brendan Dando. Yeah, not doing too bad. It's, uh, it was a, a very pleasant weekend. We are recording this on Monday night, Australia time. A fine weekend, a uh, fairly cruisy Monday, and capped it all off with watching Old Man and the Key, which really soured my mood. Really? I did not enjoy this episode all that much, and I'll go into why in a little while. Oh. Yeah, look, I, it started fine for me, I must admit. I thought, yeah, this is okay, and there's not a whole lot to it, but look, I'm partial to an Old Man uh, Simpson episode, a, a Grandpa Simpson episode, and um, yeah, this had its share of laughs and a few other good bits in it, but the more it went along, the less sort of um, into it I was. But we'll get into that, Dando. Your thoughts, my man. First of all, how's things with you? Oh, it's going fine. I just want to throw a belated Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening, whether it be new-time mothers or grandmothers, whoever you are, whether you're just a mother figure in someone's life. Happy Mother's Day. I hope you got spoilt. Uh, it's not Mother's Day around the world. In England, it's a different day. But in Australia, we celebrated Mother's Day last Sunday. So I hope you all had a great day. So the old man, the key, I was surprised how much I enjoyed this. I had a lot of fun. I get what you're saying. The ending was just sort of felt like didn't lose its way. It just felt kind of meaningless. Like they had the big song and dance, but I think it's been a while since we've had a big song and dance number, and I actually didn't mind the song that was at the end there, but it just sort of, the ending felt so flat for an episode that the story was building so well with the Homer and Grandpa story, just ended with Grandpa saying, do you forgive me? Yeah, okay. And that's the end of it. And I went, ah. That was kind of a flat ending to what I was, what I thought was quite an enjoyable story. What I liked about it that was that I liked the old people acting young aspect to it. I thought there was a lot of laughs there. And I always like it when Bart and Grandpa go out on an adventure together. So there was that aspect as well. Yeah, I just I went into this pretty pretty blank. I didn't remember all too much. I just remember the fact that Grandpa got a girlfriend who liked the fact that he had a car. For some reason in my mind, I remember that he got a car somewhere. I forgot that he was actually borrowing the, the, the Simpsons car, Homer's car. And I forgot the whole Homer Grandpa story to it. But I just thought there was a lot of... I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a lot of laughs. I really enjoyed... Grandpa and the old guys acting young. I, I thought it was fun. Look, there are certainly aspects of it that I did enjoy, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about that when we talk about our favourite bits. Look, I must admit, I did not remember much about this at all. I didn't remember the storyline. I didn't remember anything about um, Grandpa stealing home, um, wrecking Homer's car and stealing Marge's car. Hmm. I, it was a surprise to me to learn that this was the Old Man Yells at Cloud episode. Yeah. A little bit that's become, I don't know, one of the, probably the most 
one of the most memeified Simpsons bits, yeah. I reckon. I, I think it would have to be. And I was happy to discover that, yeah, there was a gag that I really enjoyed. I remember enjoying at the time, and it played just as well uh, when I watched it um, just now. So, yeah, that was okay. But something that has bugged me about episodes in season 13 and maybe in season 12 as well. And forgive me if I sound like a bit of a broken record here, a bit like... uh, Old Ben yells at podcast listener. I was about to say. (laughs) (laughs) Old Ben yells at audience. This is what's wrong with it, Kedge. I've talked a bit about how, you know, The Simpsons clearly felt the need to sort of um, stay relevant, keep with the times, all that kind of stuff. South Park is out there and uh, making an impression by being a bit raunchier, a bit as racier. Well as, as well as Family Guy at this point. And of, cor- and of course, Family Guy. Yeah, so I get the feeling The Simpsons had to sort of say, well, you know, we can, uh, we can talk a bit of trash as well. And it certainly felt that way in the second half of the episode when they get to Branson and there's that whole song and dance number about basically these washed up, washed up celebs who can't find work anywhere except this um, PG-rated America's playground. I mean, you know, if Vegas is like fun city, this is kind of like fun city for your um, for your grandparents or something. I mean, it's got a lot of sort of dinner restaurants and um, and all that kind of business. I don't know, and it just felt in in the past when The Simpsons has dealt with its older characters. It's taken the piss and kind of mercilessly, but it's also done it with a fair degree of affection and respect. And to me, at least, this just felt kind of like, <laughs> look at these yesterday's heroes trying to still stay in the game. Uh, good one. Who the hell wants to go see these people? Blah, blah, blah. That's what it felt like to me. And I sort of got a bit of a, it didn't feel Simpsons-esque to me. It didn't feel like it had that underlying respect and affection that I mentioned. It just felt like, let's just sink the boots in for a laugh, for a cheap laugh. It's something that I didn't really dig. And that's not the only thing, really. I mean, this felt like just a very, um, overall, a very sort of piecemeal episode. I mean, none of the bits really connected together all that well. It was just, um, and I'm sorry to keep bringing up this phrase, but a bunch of stuff that happened. Very, very loosely connected. Not not very sort of strong connective tissue. I thought one of the positives of it was the fact that it did have a quite a well-flowing story. What, what do you think wasn't connected? It was just one, it was, it was really only one story to it. Uh, you had, you had, well, you had the... The Zelda and Grandpa story and the Homer and Grandpa story, but they're all intertwined in the one basic story around the car. But look, what, what do you think didn't connect? What what elements? When I say not connect, I just mean sort of loosely connect. I mean, the whole thing with the um, uh, Los Souvenir Jaquitos and all that kind of stuff. And like, I know where you're coming from. And it sort of ties into old people maybe being unsafe behind the wheel mm. and wanting to sort of get out and rev it up. I don't know. It just felt like... We're missing a scene. We're missing like a bit in the middle here. We need to th- throw something in, preferably something car related, and and so they did. To me, what I thought was bad about that was I initially when I first watched it because I wasn't quite pay- I was paying attention, but I wasn't because <laughs> I was half asleep, you know, being a dad. But in my mind, I was watching it, going, "Oh, this is Zach." And then after a couple of moments, I went, "Oh, wait a minute, no, this is just some other random group of old people." Yeah. I went, "Ah, oh, okay. Shouldn't you have Zach versus Grandpa as the story here? Shouldn't that be the?" What leads to it, and you don't really ever see Zach versus Grandpa. Grandpa just rocks up and interferes with their date. That's it. Yeah, you're talking. You're talking about Zach as the um. He's the old guy that Zelda leaves with. Yeah, the smooth operator with a minivan. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. You've sort of set him up as the adversary or the opponent, yeah. and yeah, he he isn't given much of a presence. I mean, he could be like um, get a good guest voice in and make him like a Malloy kind of character or something. But instead, I mean, no, he's um. I'm assuming it's Hank Azaria. It's, I mean, he's sort of trotting out his birdcage voice. 
which is not it's not bad. I mean, Hank does it well. But um, I don't know. A lot of the gags just felt kind of tepid, bit run of the mill. Look, I didn't I didn't hate the episode, but I did not really enjoy it all that much. And certainly that final third in Branson just kind of like, yeah, this just feels kind of a bit cruel. I will admit, I do agree with you there because I watched it enjoying it and I wrote my notes, I enjoyed this song. As a song, I enjoyed it, right? I thought, that, I thought it worked well as a song. Once I found out though that the people doing the voices weren't the actual stars themselves, I went, yeah. ah, okay, well, that's not very nice. <laughs> yeah, look, I just posted something on the... Um on the Facebook group for the patrons. Look, this is me being very nerdy about this, but struck me as, again, a little disrespectful. Got these billboards as uh, as Grandpa and, and Bart are coming into Branson. And there's Wilford Brimley in the Angina Modlogs. Not a bad gag because, you know, it's a riff on the um, the long-running uh, play, The Vagina Modlogs, and it's, except it's about ah, heart failure. And it stars this guy, Wilford Brimley, who looks like he was one of those guys, I think he passed away last year, but he looked like he was born 52 years old. He looks like he came out of the womb with a dirty great walrus moustache. And he always played like old-timey sheriffs or judges or fixers. There's like a running joke on the internet that's like, this is Tom Cruise at the age Wilfred Brimley is in Cocoon. And Wilfred Brimley's like this burly, bald, big moustache guy, and Tom Cruise looks like Tom Cruise. The old prospector. <laughs> the old, he, that's the thing. He looks exactly like the old prospector. The thing of it is... Wilfred Brimley's a fucking good actor. Um, I, I like him a lot. And I think you'll find a lot of film nerds think, yeah, that guy always added value. You know, he had one note or actually, no, he didn't have one note, but he had like one mode. He always played sort of gruff guys. Mm-hmm. But, oh, he played it so well. You know, and he's in terrific movies like The Thing and um, he's in Hard Target. He's, he's Jean-Claude Van Damme's cool Cajun uncle in Hard Target. Here's the thing. They misspelled his name. It's Wilfred Brimley, and his name is Wilford Brimley. And I'm like, okay. Is there a Wilfred gonna, Brimley? His name is not Wilford Brimley. It's Wilford but is, is Brimley. There, but is there a Wilfred Brimley? Oh, hang on, great. Now I've got to go check this because I may have just... <laughs> just... I'll Google that while you continue. I'll Google that while you continue. Okay. <laughs> Don't. Never interrupt me during a hoedown, by which I mean <laughs> while I'm ranting. Um, <laughs> I just thought, okay, maybe they tried to get the rights to Wilfred Brimley's name or something couldn't get it they thought oh this is too good to joke to sort of um to surrender so we'll just you know we'll tweak his first name and cover her ass legally yeah i'm looking at it here there's no wilfred brimley they, they, yeah. they made a mistake <laughs> they made a mistake and it's like the dude had worked in hollywood for fucking years he wasn't exactly a household name but he was like if you saw him in a movie go oh he's, he's a that guy he's like oh it's that guy from that movie so to you know misspell his name like that, i was like gosh darn it Treat the oldies with some respect. Maybe it's a case of it's not necessarily the writer's fault. Maybe it's just the intern animator thought it'd be funny and throw a quick little gag in there. But as you say, though, the fact that nobody picked up on that is what's offensive to you. Yes. Yes. Quality control, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look, that's... Um, <laughs> I'm checking the timer as we're recording this. I probably went on for five minutes talking about the disrespect shown to the late Wilford Brimley, and that's why the kids are tuning in to Four Figure Discount. The, uh, the, the, the picture for this, for YouTube, is going to be you going... Uh, up at, up at the, <laughs> you, know, you better not misspell Wilford Brimley, because if you do... <laughs> Oh dear! Apol- apologies, listeners, for that. But um, look, that's something that uh, got my particular goat this time. Yeah, around. fair enough. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> One thing I wanted to uh, discuss before we get into our favourite moments and whatnot was that 
I wonder if this was marketed with the commercials as Grandpa dying. Not necessarily saying mm. Grandpa has died, but I wonder if they just showed, all they showed was the clips of Marge getting the phone call and the family going, mm. I'm really going to miss him. I wonder if that was used as a, as a marketing scheme because besides that, I'm like, you couldn't think of a, a better way to get them to go to the old folks' home? Look, it's, it's I guess, a fun misunderstanding to sort of kick the episode off on. And- no, but they, 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 they would have rocked up to the retirement home and said, my father's died. Well, how did they get to his room in the retirement castle? The That's people, at the, the people that check it at the desk would have gone, I oh, know he's not dead. He's here. Go to his yeah. room. Well, unless they sort of barge right in and ran right down the hallway or something yeah, along I, those lines. I, I, I just thought Look, that was a bit stupid. It was, it was. I mean, I know that you're a fan of a bit of internal logic in these episodes, Dando, and you're right, that is one that... Um, yeah, it does sort of stick in the craw a little bit. Although without it, we wouldn't have had the fun line about, you know, Marge saying to Homer, you told him you loved him all the time, but never that I was in love with him. That's <laughs> so weird. Hey, my favourite. So what was your favourite moment from this episode? You've told us everything you hated about it. <laughs> I'm just getting started. <laughs> this was a bit that I remember really, really digging back in the day when this mm-hmm. came out. Um, when they get to Branson. Actually, no, they don't get to Branson. The Simpsons family get off the bus. This, and they've, yeah. they've ended up in Bronson. Which, <laughs> but I've, I always love that bit where it's, uh, Hey, Ma, how about some cookies? No dice. This isn't over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. I loved it then and I love it now. <laughs> everyone looks like Charles Bronson and everyone talks like Charles Bronson. <laughs> But like that, that is as absurd as the Simpsons could possibly get that moment right there. Very much so. Yeah. Just, no dice. No dice. <laughs> but, but nailing the sort of the Bronson intonation as well. Hey, Ma, how about some cookies? <laughs> Surely that was Dan Castellanata. Yeah, and and very good. If it, if it, I'm assuming it was, and uh, props to Dan if it, if, if indeed it was, because that was just marvelous. This ain't over. <laughs> this isn't over. <laughs> what did you enjoy? I really enjoyed... Uh, oh, I, that, I did enjoy that a lot, but I left it for you because I knew that would be your favourite moment because you've mentioned that numerous times. You're like, when are they going to get to the Bronson? <laughs> I really liked... Oh, shit, I got something in my eye, actually. Um, I really enjoyed Grandpa with the um, with the cloud. I also really enjoyed it with the, when they're going through, they're going, is that her? Is that her? No? Is that her? Wait, it was the second one. <laughs> Man, I feel like a bug just flying into my right eye, people. Oh, no. Home. Oh, no. People watching on YouTube can see my eyes, like, twitching. I don't know what happened. Oh. You ever have those moments where you're just talking, and it's just like something, just, you feel it fly into your eye, and then you, you can tell it's still in there? <laughs> oh, no. Oh. Like, I, I swear I saw, like, a little bug, and now it's, like, in my eye. <laughs> okay, well, just do the blink. Blink, 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 blink. Blink, 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 blink. <laughs> I'm missing some strife here. Anyway, oh, I also okay. really enjoyed the... A chew, a poo. I got problems with both. <laughs> I got problems with both. <laughs> and of course, let's not forget flag. Flag at the start. Oh yes, yeah, so I thought we'd get to that in a moment. But yeah, and also there's something about the line. Old people being dirty always gets me. And just Zelda, I'm going to make you forget about your grandchildren. Because <laughs> <I was like, laughs> it's just like obviously the elderly still talk dirty to each other. Why would they not? They're human oh, of course. beings. I imagine they get they get down like crazy when they can when they have the it's, opportunity, and it's just like I, obviously there would be pickup lines for the elderly, and I'm going to make you forget about your grandchildren is one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I must admit, I mean, it's like when Zelda rocks up and says, "I'm Zelda," and I put the ass in assisted living. I'm like, "Oh damn!" 
<laughs> Next question. You there, eating the paste. All righty. So trivia time now for the old man in the key. I've got a couple of questions. My first one, a really, really easy one for you. What cologne does grandpa wear? Old Old Spice. Correct. First question for you. Uh, according to Lisa, old old people drive just as well as what? Is it like poorly trained monkeys, well-trained monkeys or something? Yeah, you're in the vicinity. You're in the ballpark. Uh, it's certainly Monkeys of some description. <laughs> Sleep-deprived apes. Apes. Ah, okay. Mm. Apes are not monkeys. Is that correct? That's a very good question. Because I'm going by Planet <laughs> of the Ape. I'm going by Planet of the Apes where I think Charlton Heston rocked up on that Planet yeah. of the Apes and called them monkeys and they got all very pissed off. Because mm. they were like, we're apes, not monkeys. Let's go with no. Let's go with no. <laughs> My next question is, who did Homer call when he was worried about Grandpa when he took the car out overnight? He said, I called all these four people. Oh, yeah. I don't remember any of them. It was police. I called the hospital. I called my bookie. I called the kennel. (laughs) 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 All right, hit me next. Okay, well, speaking of um, multiple answer questions, Mm. name at least two of the four jackets worn by Los Souvenir Jaquitos. Uh, Well, I know the one, the first one was Planet Hollywood from Orlando. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Uh, Nah, you got me. I'm surprised you missed out on this because one of them was Jurassic Park. Uh, of course it was, yeah. Yep. Uh, there was also the Hard Rock Cafe and the Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes. Oh, that was just his jacket. So where, where did he visit to get that then? I don't know, probably at uh, like the Warner Brothers merch shop or something. Yeah, okay, fair enough, yeah. yeah. There you go. All righty, my final question is, who was the voice of Scratchy during the war? Eleanor Roosevelt. Correct, sir. Well done. Mm. All right. Ooh, I've got a couple more questions here. So All let's right, pick hit me. The, let's pick the best one. All right, you just okay. ask both if you like. Oh, okay then. Um, who played Dean probationally in Dude, Where's My Virginity? Screening at the drive-in. Ah, I should know this now. I wasn't paying enough attention. What was it? It was Breakfast Club star Judd Nelson. For some reason in my mind, it was Judd Apatow. And I'm like, no, that's not right. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. <laughs> and if you, All right. Do you want to redeem yourself? I can give you one last question to, to take a shot Ooh, at. Will I redeem myself though? That is the big question, listeners. Let's find okay. out. Okay. Like, okay, let's see if Dando humiliates himself further. Which wire to which wire if you want a mar- if you want a hot wire Marge's car? I don't know the correct like which is first, but is it yellow to blue or blue to yellow? It is blue to yellow. Blue so. to yellow. Yes, I, knew, I got the colours right, so it's half a point. <laughs> I think if you, I think if you touch them both, yeah, it doesn't matter which order you touch them in, as long as they're touching. So yeah, that is true. That is true. Alrighty, so I redeemed myself, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, that's trivia and favourite moments and everything else for the old man and the key. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll do our full in-depth review. Four Finger Discount is brought to you by our incredible $20 patrons. We've got Jordan, Moleman, Richie, Bella Winderbank, Katie G, Nick Barbaro, Andrew Zer, Christopher Darby, Chris Malion, Will Manthorpe, Ben Smith, Noah Daniel, Matt Thompson, Mark Boston Burgess, Alex Rodriguez, Tom Pickering, Kane Von Nagy, Sean Davey, Keith Nedham, Sam Bennett, Timothy Burleson, Brandon Twitchell, Nick James, Bitch, Cal McDonald, Shannon Hofer, George McMenemy, Zach Pruitt, Jonathan Rossi, Adam Sanderson, Stephen Roberts, Daniel Kotnick, Ali Jamie, the iconic June fucking Richards, Matthew Davis and Davis Stewart. Absolute dead set legends, every single one of you. Also, shout outs to our new $5 plus patrons, James Garrett, Aaron Thorpe, Rowan J. Aardvark has upped his pledge, 
as well as a shout out to Kenneth A. Rice. Thank you once again, sir, for getting back on the Patreon bandwagon. Don't forget, guys, if you want to get access to a bunch of exclusive content and in turn support the show, just go to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount. Links in the description of the podcast. And yes, you can join the Four Finger Discount family. But for now, enjoy our review of The Old Man and the Key. Alrighty, the original air date of The Old Man and the Key was March 10th in the year 2002. It was directed by Lance Kramer, written by John Vitti. The couch gag, although there was no chalk gag this week, and the couch gag was the Simpsons will run to the couch only to find the Blue Man group. The episode kicks off with what, Mr. Davis? Can you remember? Flag. Yes. I'm waiting for the XFL, which made a yes. somewhat triumphant return last year until the uh, return last year until the pandemic hit and fucked it all up again. Oh, no. XFL just can't catch a break. No. Yeah. Vincent Man brought it back 20 years later. And it was actually going quite well. You know, it wasn't taking the world by storm, but it was prof- It was going to be profitable. It was getting mm-hmm. decent ratings. Crowds were attending. And then, bang, pandemic. <sighs> COVID. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tainted. The XFL's tainted. The tainted brand. I believe The Rock purchased the XFL, the rights to it. That sounds about right, actually. Yeah. For some reason, I am putting those two together in my head. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Hello? Hello. This is the Springfield Retirement Castle. Your parent... Abraham Simpson! ...is dead. Oh, my God! He died from... Complications of a medical nature. The nursing home was not responsible. Your father's dead. (laughs) And he never even lived to be a vegetable. (laughs) We now cut to all the family at the retirement castle, all sad, smelling grandpa's old, old spice cologne and whatnot. And I've mentioned before on the podcast, I've got Nan's perfume here. And it's funny, you smell it and it's just like, ah, Nan's here. It's just, oh yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can sort of, if I say to you, KFC, you can kind of smell KFC in your mind. Your, your brain can somehow create the smell <laughs> or your favorite takeaway or whatever, right? I stopped recording the podcast and go get some KFC. Yeah. <laughs> my nan, though, for some reason, if I say nan, I'll think of my nan. I can't think of the smell, but if I get that perfume out, it's just like, oh, all these senses are coming back. You know, it's like, it's, mm. it's, it's a weird thing. But yeah, so smells are very, yeah, scents are very powerful one in that regard. Yeah, I've got a, yeah. um, just a, a bottle of dad's old aftershave around here somewhere that, uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so they're smelling grandpa's cologne and whatnot. And then grandpa arrives. So he's not dead. Uh, it's actually Stimson from down the hall. <laughs> and then we get Zelda as the new neighbor. And you mentioned just before the ass in assistant, uh, in assisted living. I thought it's a bit raunchy for a, an elderly lady to be saying to somebody, to a, a new family she's just met in front of the children. True, but having said that, Zelda's got it going on, so you know, if you've got it, flaunt it. By the way, Zelda voiced by Academy Award-winning actor Olympia Dukakis, who uh, sadly passed away last week. Oh, really? Oh, yes, that's a shame. At the, at the age of 89 or so. Uh, Olympia Dukakis is one of those actors who sort of work forever. You know, a lot of supporting roles, a bit of TV stuff. Then, I think in about 86 or 87, yeah, got not sort of a big break, but uh, played a supporting role in the movie Moonstruck opposite Cher and Nicolas Cage and won Best Supporting Actor, for, uh, Best Supporting Actress, the Academy Awards for that. And from there on, she just sort of worked, you know, even more consistently and, you know, ended up in stuff like Steel Magnolias and, yeah, a whole bunch of sort of... Um, well-known, shall we say, films. You know, good Saturday afternoon, good Sunday afternoon films or good reliable films for the whole family kind of deal. But, I would, yeah, that's a bit of interesting timing that um, we're talking about this episode uh, featuring Ms. Dukakis and um, she just recently left us, sad to say. It's funny because she wasn't given much material to work with in this, but I think what, with what she was given, she did a good job. She was unlikable 
even though she's she's obviously a very nice lady, but she made it like Zelda to me. While she never no no she was she was unlikable. She she made Grandpa think that he was not in a relationship with her, but she mm. made him feel like she was interested in him. And then as soon as he doesn't have the car, she just moves straight onto somebody else. She was a bit careless with people's feelings, yeah. shall we say? But you know, who can tell? You may reach that stage of the game and go, eh. Life's too short or <laughs> too limited to be, uh, you know, be messing around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get mine. And if that involves, you know, Zach and his minivan, then nah, so be it. Um, look, I felt, I felt bad for, uh, for Grandpa Simpson, of course, because you know, Zelda was indeed putting ass in assisted living. I mean, she was drawn a bit like Jessica Rabbit. I mean, I think there was at mm-hmm. some stage, maybe when they went to Branson's, like, well, Zelda's top's a little revealing. She definitely knew she had it going on. Showing what her mama gave her. <laughs> I did like Grandpa's um, idea of flirting. I'm going to set my options to do resuscitate. <laughs> <laughs> and that whole thing, the whole thing about, oh, it's a little later on, but he goes, if you want something with a big back seat and a lot of gas, I'm your man. <laughs> I, can, I can relate. We're then at the dinner and he's explaining, you know, you've got the preppies, the comatose and the cool comatose. Yes. Then Zelda notices a tall drink of Malix. Now, what's Malix? I think it's a bit like... Um a bit like quickies. I think it's sort of okay. like uh, sort of to ease digestion and stomach upsets and all that kind of business. Which is what I thought this episode did well, just old-timer references in there, like things like mm. that, like tall drink of Malix. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's like, a, like yeah. not a laxative, but it gets the digestive system going. It's the kind of thing that you would expect Zelda, someone of her age, to say. Yeah. But, but not saying it trying to be uncool. It's just it's relevant to their lives now. Absolutely. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Um, yeah. Sorry, looking up Malox on... Um, it is a brand of antacid, um, acts to neutralize or reduce stomach acid for the purpose of relieving the symptoms of indigestion, heartburn, mm-hmm. gastroesophageal reflux, or stomach ulcers. In large doses, can also act as a laxative. So, yeah, tall glass of Malox to keep everything, keep the flow going. <laughs> also, so Grandpa, you know, as Zach, he's as smooth as a 50-year-old behind. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could be talking about my behind, which is, you know, the proverbial baby's bottom. I have seen it, people, and it certainly is. <laughs> so, Zach invites the ladies out for some sweet corn in his minivan with a wheelchair lift. I love the, ooh, <laughs> they put the gas mask on. <laughs> very, very funny. Grandpa says he's had his license taken off him so he can't drive. Um, we get a little flashback as to why he lost his license and he drove his car into the, the whale enclosure at the aquarium. Poor whale. See, that felt like a bit of a family guy slash South Park gag mm. as well. That whole kind of... Remember that time when this happened? Yeah. <laughs> to have the whale sort of like <clears throat> doing its last breaths on the on the things like Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a big softy when it comes to, I don't know, <laughs> anything not human. Yeah, so I was like, oh, did we need that? The, the only we- time I find it funny and it, in the Simpsons, not the only time, but one of the times when it's like an animal being somewhat mistreated was when Mo was trying to steal the whale and it's like, get it back to SeaWorld here. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus, the fence! <laughs> and and of course, pray for Mojo. No, one, everyone likes pray for Mojo. <laughs> and poor Pinchy. Oh, <laughs> Pinchy would have wanted it this way. <laughs> but Zelda leaves with Zach. How great was Jasper here? Tramp. <laughs> I love that Jasper's got his buddies back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Jasper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. The family then playing Scrabble Ship. 
And Grandpa walks in, says he wants his license back. I did love, I did love Lisa shouting. This, thing, this makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> tell, tell that to the men who lost their lives. <laughs> <laughs> I think listeners will be aware that I'm a huge fan of Homer being sincere when there's no reason to be. <laughs> I would, you must love the moment then when the ice cream guys are on the parade and Homer's like, God bless you, you boys. <laughs> They're the ice cream men. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's so funny. But um, yes, the place grab a ship. Grandpa walks in and says he wants his license back. We get mentions of Homer's DWI and whatnot, but they won't let him. So Grandpa acts like Elliot does these days when he doesn't get his own way, falls to the oh. floor and throws a patty. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Pretends he's dying. They say, fine, you can get your license back. And I want some driving gloves. No driving gloves. Back to having another patty. It's like, it's like Elliot says, Elliot's thing at the moment, right, is I'll bargain with you, right? It's dinner time. Even though I like the food you got in front of me, here's the thing. I will only eat it if I can finish it with a chocolate Easter egg. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's mate, you can, Easter. Have, <laughs> mate, you can have one chocolate Easter egg. We've got leftovers from, from Easter. You have one chocolate Easter egg if yeah. you eat all of your food. So it's like, all right. So he, so he gets like two bites to, to go. And I'm like, all right. And he goes, finish now, Easter egg now. Like, no, no, you've got to eat all of it. And he goes, two Easter eggs. And I'm like, you don't have your two Easter eggs. The bargain was one. You signed that contract. It's done. He's like, two Easter eggs. I'm like, Elliot, for the love of God, just finish. Finish your goddamn risotto and eat this Easter egg. <laughs> but him, Grandpa here asking for driving gloves reminded me of Elliot wanting two Easter eggs. <laughs> it's driving a hard bargain. Oh, oh with two mate. bites to go. That's I like. I like the kid's style. <laughs> he's, he's definitely going to be a salesman when he's older, man. Oh god, <laughs> he'll be flogging pop vinyls. Oh, hundred percent. Like I, I pick him up from daycare and he'll go, "Hello, Daddy." We go, we, we, we go home, I eat all of risotto, then I have chocolate Easter egg. <laughs> the people, <laughs> the daycare teachers must just think, what are they doing to this kid? <laughs> they're going to call DHS on you. <laughs> but anyway, so they're at the driving class now, and the old guys need the bathroom. Because, you know, ha-ha, old people need the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> then uh, they pretend they're going for a drive. I like this, Leo's wife. Slow down. That's a nice place to eat. <laughs> Carla's daughter works in that building. <laughs> And then it's ironic because they're being kept alive by the organs of the people who they ran over. We're now at the DMV and Grandpa shows Selma his winking eye. And if he doesn't do that again, she'll give him his license back. And then we get the iconic cloud moment. Here you go. Who's laughing now? (laughs) Shut up. It caught me by surprise as well. because It's funny because you see it so often now. That you just, I just assumed that I'd already seen it in an episode. So when it came yeah. in, I went, "Oh shit!" Midway through season thirteen, really? Yeah, for it to happen this late in the uh, in the proceedings, kind of like, "Oh wow, really? Okay." Well, the you know the the Simpsons are still clearly throwing some heat at this stage. Yeah, it's amazing how much traction old man and old man yells at Cloud is. Just, it's I guess got a second life as um yeah. Yeah, just a shout out for any time anyone's a an old out of touch fucker on the internet, just like yeah, nice one. Old man yells at cloud. <laughs> I think it's funny that, you know, people like to rant and rave that the Simpsons was shit after season nine, right? But I think these are probably the same people who always use the old man yells at cloud meme or the at least you tried Bart cake yep. or the stupid sexy Flanders meme, right? These all came in later seasons. 
But yet, good these point. same people are probably the ones who don't watch The Simpsons anymore because they say it was no good after season 10. But I think a lot of us forget that a lot of... Maybe they weren't consistently as good, but a yeah. lot of iconic moments came in these latter years. When I say latter years, I mean 10 through... or 11 through to yeah. like 15. There's still some epic moments. Not so necessarily epic episodes. Still some great episodes, but few and far between. But... I think people forget how many good moments still came in these later years. No, that's that, a good point. But, but the fact that there's a lot of good moments, does that make it a good show, though? That's the big question. I think it hints or indicates that it still has potential. You know, there are glimmers of hope there in the uh, in, in the writer's room and or, or behind the scenes or whatever. I think that that's what I would take away from it, certainly. I don't think a lot of people... It's funny because this came out in, what, 2002? The moments yes. like this and the stupid sexy flanders and whatnot... I don't think that they were as appreciated then as what they are now. It's like people look back now and go, oh, yeah, that was actually really funny. But like the old man yells at Cloud, I can't recall that ever being discussed until there was a need for it on social media. No, not really. No, I mean, that, as you can probably surmise, what I took away from this episode when I rewatched it was, uh, was the Bronson impersonation. I thought that was hilarious. And that's what I thought was the really humorous gag out of it. And I did not remember that Old Man Yells at Cloud was in this until we started doing a little bit of research for it. We come back and Grandpa arrives in a suit. He's got a date with Zelda and he needs the car. I like the term ungrateful milkshake. Shake, yeah, I've written that down myself. I don't think I don't think milkshake was ever like a term that everyone ever really used. No, but I could believe it to be one though, even though it wasn't. Yeah, you know? I mean... Dan, it's Dan doing Grandpa as well as Homer, isn't yes, it? Of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, he's really he's really selling it as something like, yeah, this is what we used to say back in the old time days. <laughs> it's like, mm. yeah, I can, I can buy it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Ungrateful I think I learned about Dan recently, oh, say six months ago. I had no idea he was the voice of Grandpa in Hey Arnold. Did you I ever did see the cartoon it? Hey Arnold? I know of it, but it was not really okay, something yeah, it was that like, I watched. It was a pivotal part of my childhood. But it, like, it, <laughs> gra- Arnold's grandpa is one of the main characters, and yet Dan plays grandpa in that. I had no idea. Hmm. But yeah, so he wants the car, and Homer's not going to let him. Marge suggests they go on a double date instead, so they, that way they can get a booth. Homer's very intrigued by the idea of having a booth, so he can lay down if he gets tired. <laughs> I do think that going out for dinner is always better when you're in a booth. You feel like you're in your own section. When you're at a table, you've got people walking past one that you feel like the people True. next to you could potentially be listening to your conversation. I like a booth. You feel like you're in your own VIP section. Yes, definitely. Yep. They're then on the date and Homer is using the shoe stick on the brakes because he doesn't think Grandpa is fast enough to be able to re- uh, respond. Baloney. <laughs> a little bit later. <laughs> what I did like about it though was that was a little sea plant for being used later on in the race. It was. It was. Yeah. Grandpa and Zelda smooch. Homer's grossed out. Clarity ensues. Grandpa then picks up Zelda. Hop in, beautiful. <laughs> now, there's a few things I want to say to you, Zelda. Save your breath. Seriously. Well, I got to do something before the Viagra kicks in. I know. I'll suck my teeth. Whoa, here we go. I don't know how to take this next scene. Grandpa with Viagra. I'm just not too sure. <laughs> like, Grandpa having sex, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fact that they had his hair stick up and everything, it just seemed like... It was very... 
I mean, I don't remember as a kid. I'm not. I'm pretty sure if you were a little kid watching this, you would have no idea what's going on anyway. But the fact that they just came out and said, "I've got to wait for the Viagra to kick in," I feel like mm. the Simpsons four or five years ago would have come up with a way to implying Viagra without just coming out and saying, yes. "Hey, we're cool by saying Viagra." Yes, we're being pretty blatant in the fact that uh, you know Gramps is about to get a hard on. Yeah, we, we could just say, I believe, I feel like in season six he'd go, "Just got to wait for the good stuff to kick in," or just something yeah. like that. But here's just like, got to wait for the Viagra to kick in. And Nicola, yeah. Nicola was cooking at the time when this was on. She goes, did you just say Viagra? I went, yeah. She goes, oh, mm. okay. But um, yeah, so home, uh, so grandpa gets laid. <laughs> I love that. Anyway, grandpa gets laid. Yeah. He arrives back home early morning. Homer is furious. Give me those keys. Do you have any idea what you put us through? I call the police, the hospital, my bookie, the kennel... Okay, this isn't about who I called. See you later. I'm going to the library. Lisa gets to do what she wants, and you don't yell at her. Hey, I've earned their trust. Oh, everybody trusts Lisa. Precious little Lisa, apple of her daddy's eye. Lisa doesn't borrow my car and stay out all night with some hoochie. (gasps) She's no hoochie. Her name is Zelda, and she understands me. Grandpa, I gotta tell you, she's a stone-cold hoochie. Straight up, Marge. That hoochie only likes you because you can drive. Get up! You don't know her! Zelda loves me! I hate this house! Turn that down! You call that music? I just don't know what to do. He used to be such an angel. Maybe you should give him another chance. No, he's got to learn, Marge. The way my dad made me learn. He is your dad. Cosmic. Then, as a result of being told off and the car getting taken off him, he storms through his bedroom like a teenager and starts playing the old Glenn Miller music. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me, this music always reminds me of... Did you ever hear um, the Jive Bunny remix? Oh, yeah. 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 That was like my jam when I was a young kid. There's like videos of me dancing to the Jive Bunny. Love the Jive Bunny. <laughs> All right, find find some of that old footage and put it up on uh, yeah. Put it up on social media. Go on. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> so without the quickie mart, this is where Grandpa lets the guys know that you know he can't drive anymore, but he can still drive to the store and go straight back with the baby stuff. Apu mm. mentions there the new scratchies, and we get the Achu Apu. I've got problems with both. Finally, the shakes are working for Grandpa as he's shaking on the scratchy. And okay. cool question. Have you ever won on a scratchy before? I've been there with someone won twenty five thousand dollars on a scratchy. What? Yeah, my friend <laughs> Michael's mum, yeah, she scratched twenty twenty five thousand dollars when I was about I would have been about ten. I was still in primary school, so yeah. Oh, I would have grabbed up my hand and run. <laughs> of course you would have. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the most I ever did was something like, I don't know, ten bucks. Yeah. Ten bucks. That's a still scratchy. a decent win for a scratchy. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, how much do scratchies cost nowadays? Still $1, $2 scratchies, but they've got the $5, $10, $20 ones now, I think. I guess so. Remember at that place that we uh, that I used to work at? I was about to say <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, we'd occasionally get something like that for, you know, employee of the month or whatever. No, it was, it was it's for your birthday. It's for your birthday. You get a $5 scratchie. Oh, that's scratchy. right. That's right, yeah. And I remember looking at it because I rarely sort of would buy scratchies. And I'm looking at them going, <laughs> standing very grandpa at this time. What happened to the ones where you used to scratch them and you get three of a kind and that meant you went something? This one was kind of like, now, scratch up in this corner and then follow the sneak down, but then move at a perpendicular angle to such and such. And I, I know. 
what the fuck is going on here? It's called a scratchy. You scratch the shit off and it says if he won five bucks. The subreddit's like, now just solve this crossword. I'm like, I want to fucking solve something. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think with some of those, I would just take them to the um, to the news agency or whatever or the place where that sold scratchies. Just say, can you scan this barcode and tell me if I've won? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you can just scan them, right? Is that, is that how they work? I think you can do that. Do, do you think if you worked in a Tesla place, you would just scan all the barcodes and see which ones are winners? That's a good point. I think, uh, oh, I'm pretty sure something like that's probably, would have to have gone on. But um, Man, That's you know, what I would do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Times are tough. <laughs> Finally, the cheeks are working for me. Pardon me, sir. Your scrapings have landed on my jacket from Planet Hollywood, Orlando. So what if it did? So it is very thoughtless. I should cut you like I cut sodium out of my diet. You don't scare me with your dignity and your subtle cologne. Then perhaps you should be taught a lesson by us, Los Souvenir Jaquitos. Please, gentlemen, violence is not the answer. Then what is? Some sort of death race? That's what I would do. Very well, viejo. You shall have your death race. But the death race? And another thing, no death races. Oh, I better not. Chica, chica, chica! Chica, chica, chica! Chica, chica, chica! Fine. I'll meet you at the abandoned aqueduct. I like that Gloria returned as Snake's girlfriend. Oh, that's right. <laughs> she didn't get a speaking role because obviously, obviously Julia Louis-Dreyfus Louis wasn't here. Mm. But she um, she refused to take her shirt off. So uh, Snake just says, go. I'm trying to let you into my world, babe. <laughs> uh, they used the shoe stick to interfere with the other with the other car. As they crash, you know, the old guy, Jewish guy, I wish you good health. <laughs> 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 Grandpa's team wins. Unfortunately, though, they crash into a tree. And the pullback reveal, it's actually Homer's backyard. And he gets banned from driving forever. So then we come back and Grandpa's really sad that uh, he no longer has the license to... to well, he had the keys taken away from him. Because I don't think they've taken the license off him. They've just taken the keys away from him. He can't use the car. Yeah. The hubcap comes. He tells it to go back home. Then Zelda tells him that she's booked a room away. Does she actually say Branson here? I can't recall. Did she say I booked a room in Branson? I think she said I booked a room away somewhere. Unfortunately, Grandpa says, you know... There's, Issue here. I'm in between cars. I can't drive us there. Zach just rocks up. Do you want to come and drive in my car? She just leaves Grandpa in the lurch. Don't worry. You'll always be my friend without a car. I'm like, not a very nice person. Yeah, she's she's got her eyes on the prize, old uh, old Zelda. Yeah, so uh, yeah, breaking hearts and breaking hips. Uh, then he then goes and steals Marge's car with a little bit of help from Bart, which I liked. <laughs> Can I come? Sure. School's not helping you anyway. <laughs> so they leave. Now, one of my favorite moments here. I didn't actually mention it earlier. I should have mentioned it was I liked Grandpa and Bart listening to the Itchy and Scratchy radio play <laughs> that it was something that Bart really enjoys, but it was in the form in which Grandpa can appreciate it more. He doesn't want he doesn't really like watching TV violence, but he's willing to listen to it on the radio. It, yeah. And it just there was no dialogue. It was just these two cut these two animated characters looking at each other and responding to what they were listening to. And bonding over something. And it's not very often we see Bart and Grandpa bonding over something. The last really good story was the um, the Flying Hellfish one. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, just, I, I just really liked this moment that they were just both bonding over Itchy and Scratchy. I'm not laughing there. I'm just laughing at, hey, fun, boys, get the room. But, you yeah. know, <laughs> I'm a simple man. I have simple needs. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so they've gone off on their travels to try and win 
Oh, Bart thinks to win Zelda back, but it's not. That's not actually the plan. That's what mm. we find out later on. What the real plan is. Marjan says, "You know, your father's out of control. Oh, sure. When he does something like this, he's my father." <laughs> <laughs> they find the brochure for Branson. They realize they're going to have to go there, but how will they get there? The bus arrives for Flanders. We we'll get the next one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Grandpa and Bart then find the hobo house. This was to me just felt a little out there and random. They obviously needed something for them to be doing to break up the. You get to go to Grandpa and Bart, then Marjan Homer. Grandpa and Bart, Marjan yeah. Homer. The hobo house. I just thought of it. Yeah. It was a just, bit of filler. Yeah. Yeah. Not killer, mostly filler. Oh, even though the woman who owned the house clearly was a killer of hobos. Yes, yes definitely. <laughs> um, the thing is, though, why were they concerned? Because they weren't hobos. They had a car and everything. Like, why were they even... What were they even doing? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't why, know. Why were they even at this woman's letterbox? I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't know, Dando. <laughs> the family then all arrive in Bronson, Missouri. And Yay! <laughs> no dice. <laughs> Ima about some cookies. <laughs> do you want to do it once more? I can't. I'm laughing too much. Please continue. Here we are, Branson, Missouri. No, Pelly. This is Bronson, Missouri. Mm, me. Well, how do we get to Branson? Number ten bus. Ima, how about some cookies? No dice. This ain't over. So, yes, they realise that they're in Bronson, Missouri, and not Branson. Grandpa and Bart then arrive, and we get the different signs, the one that you pointed out that you did not appreciate at all. We also get Andy Williams presents Glenn Campbell, and Glenn Campbell presents Andy Williams. And then we get, yeah, as I mentioned, one of my favourite moments. Is that her? No. Is that her? No. Is that her? No. Is that her? No. Wait. It was the second one. (laughs) (laughs) Then we get That's Familiar. Um, And I really enjoyed the song. It's just a song and dance, but... You're right in the sense that it was just cruel because it's different if the actors are there poking fun at themselves yeah. and in on the joke. But if you're just saying, hey, this person's all washed up, let's all laugh at them for being washed up. It's like, yeah. yeah. Remember the stars you loved yesterday? Where did they go? Did they all pass away? Was it drugs or a car crash or facelift gone wrong? No, they're right here in Branson and Sadie. I shake my maracas. Remember me, fool? I was B.A. Baracus. We're the performers you thought were dead. Like Bonnie Franklin and Adrian Zemed. Branson's the place we can always be found. They took Nick at night and made it a town. You can call me Ray, or you can call me Jay. Just don't call me Washed Up. I do three shows a day. Charlie Callis doesn't sleep in the ground. Yes, I'm still alive, and I'm making my sounds. So sit back, relax, and watch a review. In Soviet Union. One moment that I hated in this, and I always make it people aware and people understand that I hate this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Tennessee Ernie Ford. 
no, you're dead because I just ripped out your obituary last week or whatever. He looks at it and turns to dust. What the fucking hell was that? Mm. What was the fucking even need for it? What was the need for that? I don't yeah. get it. Nor do I. I mean, it just yeah, it feels kind of in a rather sort of cruel and thoughtless kind of segment that felt pretty much the pinnacle of cruelty and thoughtlessness. Or just unnecessary. You're right. Let's see when Tennessee passed away. Ernest Jennings Ford. He passed away. Wow. He died in 1991. What a random thing to do. Yeah. So he died 11 years before this episode aired. What would you even make it? I just, I just don't get it. I mean, yeah. it's the kind of thing I would like to hope. This may just have me sounding a bit touchy, but I would like to hope that they at least contacted his family before it went to yeah. air. just seems very... Very strange to make a joke like that. Oh no, you're dead. I, I, ah, I know. Let's let's just move on. It was just it, that was yeah. the moment I just went. What the fucking hell was that? Yeah. So we had the song and dance. Grandpa. Oh, but we get Marge with it with the gambling addiction still. I at least appreciate the fact that they've kept that trait of hers going. Consistent, yeah. Because Marge, Marge is the near perfect mother, wife, everything right, but she just has that addiction. Like ev- everyone has an addiction, and that's Marge's gambling, and it's something that she can't quite get over. Yeah, wasn't it booze for a while, or was that just the first episode where? No, nah, that was just. Oh, the, the, oh, March has got March has got drunk. That there's no disgrace like home. The next, the next episode we're doing for the uh, for the revisited. Yeah, no, that was just they couldn't work out. They need the, the first season. They they needed March to be drunk. That's it. She wasn't an alcoholic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Lisa then sees the car, so they go in to check it out. Uh, they must be inside in the in the play. In what, what would you call that? In the in the auditorium or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Grandpa interrupts the show. It's Grandpa. Monster? No. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? It's just bizarre. But this is the thing though, guy, right? You roll your eyes at that, but you don't roll your eyes at Bronson, Missouri. Make your mind up. Do you like random stuff or do you not like it? I like random stuff when it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he gets Zelda up on stage in front of everybody. Zelda, will you come up here? Drive me, Abe. Drive me. I just want to say, we're through. Nobody dumps Abe Simpson. You're nothing but a hoochie. Hoochie, hoochie, hoochie. Hoochie, hoochie, hoochie. Hoochie, hoochie, hoochie. Now I'd like my son to come up here. Son, can you forgive an old fool? Only in public. Go home. In Russia, stage is for performers only. What I what I what I what 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 I say? Oh, hello! Have a day, boy, boy, boy. I just sort of thought this is just a really flat ending to what I, what I thought was a quite an enjoyable story. I was actually I was really invested in enjoying it, and. Uh, a part of me was going, Grandpa, why are you going all this way to win her back? She's clearly not worth your time. And then he does yeah. this, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, at least he gets back at her. But it's, it's a, just like, is it It's worth a it? reclamation of his dignity, certainly. But at the same time, it's kind of petty as well for him yes, to get up on yeah. stage. Oh, hoochie, 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 hoochie. It's like, mm, yeah, I guess. And then Hobart, and Hobart just forgives him, and we end with Charlie Callis doing funny sound effects. It's just like, mm. I don't know. Just sort of felt a bit, like I said, flat to me. Yeah, yeah. But then over the end credits, they're kind of done in the style of the Beverly Hillbillies. For what reason? 
I don't know. I mean, I, th- I was trying to find some connection between Branson and the Beverly Hillbillies. I don't know if the guy who created the show actually came from Branson. I don't think that is the case. I think it was just sort of like more poking fun at Hicks or what the, what the uh, show perceives as Hicks. I mean, right down to the end where they, over the Gracie, Lisa says, this has been a Gracie Films production. Yuck, 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 or something along those lines, which I think is the way they used to end the Beverly Hillbillies as well. It's like, this has been a Columbia TV production. Oh, yeah, yeah. Is it just meant, is it just meant to be, we're just doing it because we think it's going to be funny? Yeah. And, yeah, look, there are worse reasons to do things. God knows I've, 70% of the shit I've done in my life is done because I thought it was funny. But um, actually, 30% of that actually turned out to be funny. But, you know, that's another story. But, yeah, it did really feel like um, it didn't feel relevant to the episode that had preceded it or even the scene that had preceded it in, Bra- in, in Branson. Yeah, it was, a, it was a strange ending to what I thought was quite an enjoyable episode up until, like, the last... I'm going to say like the last three or four minutes. I, I think the, um, what episode did we review recently that was kind of the same? Oh, yeah, the uh, the Bart Wants What It Wants. It's a good episode mm. up until the point where they got to Canada and just sort of felt, well, let's, let's cram like five minutes of ca- of Canada jokes yeah. in. And it just sort of felt, ah, oh, you just kind of lost your way. This, to me, was very similar in that I was really enjoying the story. And then the last five minutes, they just sort of got distracted by something else. It's like, hey, let's st- start making fun of who we think are washed up celebrities. I went... What does that have to do with the Grandpa Zelda story? It's just, anyway. But yeah, all, all in all, though, I know you didn't like the episode so much. I actually really enjoyed it up until like the last the last bit. Okay, well, that's where our uh, paths diverge a little bit. But, you know, that's what makes a horse race. Nothing wrong with that. What did we learn, Palmer? So what did you learn for the episode, Mr. Davis? Uh, I actually learned that uh, despite the similarities in, uh, in acronym, there is driving under the influence, DUI, and driving while intoxicated, DWI. Similar things, but still different names. How about that? Well, I learned that whenever Bronson wants a cookie, you better give it to him. <laughs> oh, this ain't no okay. dice. No dice. <laughs> From this day forward, your names will be... Alrighty, it's time for the Guy Davis New Name Championship. Don't forget, listeners, if you want to be a part of the Guy Davis New Name Championship, you've just got to be a four-finger discount patron at patreon.com slash four-finger discount. Now, Mr. Davis, before you get into your new names, I'm going to read out the leaderboard as it currently stands. So, for it. in third position, both on seven points, we have Stephen Roberts and Phil Hawkins. On, uh, in second position, on nine points, we have the Clipper Hedge. I believe that's what you called it, wasn't it? The Clipper? Yeah, and, let's go with the Clipper. Yeah. Yes. And in first position, on 12, is Garoud Harahill. Garoud. So, what have we got this week, Mr. Davis, for the old man in the key? Okay, then. Look, a lot of good titles uh, this time mm-hmm. around. I'm going cool. to give one honourable mention, and it is to our pal Garoud Harahill, uh, Top Gear. Uh, he gave us Old Folks Wagon. Mm-hmm. Like very good Volkswagen. Yeah. That was pretty good. And yeah, it's very good. You know, if you thought that was good, that didn't even make the top three. That didn't even make <laughs> the final cut. Check out what we've got coming up, Dando. Fantastic. In fact, so good that we had to split one point. So Ooh. each of these people gets a point each, a single mm-hmm. point. Uh, and those people are Jade Fairly. Jade Fairly Good is, is what I want to say because she gave us <laughs> AB Driver, as in Abraham mm-hmm. Simpson. Baby driver, smushed it all together, and you got AB driver. Very good. <laughs> One point to that. Baby driver, good movie. It is indeed. And in a uh, similar uh, similar fashion, our pal Philip the Hawk Hawkins 
uh, gave us AB on board. Very good. I like it. That's very, very good. Simpsons reference in there and everything. Good stuff, yeah. Phil. Nice stuff. Now, once we get into two and three points, it's a, uh, as I've said in the past, quality and quantity uh, kind of um, kind of thing going on because uh, these two people, uh, these two fine listeners, provided us with a couple of options, all of which were good. Two points. Go to Nora, nothing like the real thing, Coca, mm. who gave us two great titles Oldsmobile. Very good. I liked it. And Old Cloud Yeller. <laughs> I like it as well. Well done. <laughs> nice work by Nora there. But uh, three points to our pal Stephen Bob Roberts. <laughs> we'll come up with a better nickname for you, Stephen, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, we'll go with that in the meantime. But uh, Stephen gave us two great ones. The Legend of Zelda the Hoochie. <laughs> But I think this was the one that t- really took him over the line. I was going to say, that surely can't be the three points. I mean, it's good, but it's That's, not as good as the, the Nora Coca one. I think this one is, though. Grandpa Theft Auto. That's fucking legit. That's pretty good. That is very, yeah. very good stuff from Stephen Roberts. Well, those those points have completely thrown this thing to shambles now. What? Shambles. Sh- shambles, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, what happened was, so you gave Josh Hedge a point, right? Which put mm-hmm. him up to outright second. Right. Then you gave Nora Coker two points, which got her from six to eight, which made her, at the time, equal third with Phil Hawkins, both on eight points. Then, I actually know you gave Phil Hawkins one point, which put him... Anyway, whatever it are was. We talking about, are we talking about this time or last time? This time. Yes. Who'd you, who'd you give one point to for this time? One point to Jade Fairley and Philip Hawkins. So, Philip Hawkins Phil, got and Phil, one and Phil Hawkins, yes. Phil Hawkins and Josh Hedge were tied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you gave... Three points to Stephen Roberts, right? And that's completely thrown out because Josh Hedge was outright second on nine points. Stephen Roberts has gone from seven to ten. So now it stands at this. Phil Hawkins has been bumped out of the top three and is now on eight with Nora on eight points each in fourth position. Josh Hedge is now in third position outright on nine. Stephen Roberts claims second position outright on ten points. And Garode's just hanging on on top there on 12 points. So that completely threw everything around. It was like, it was like the, the top three just moved. Like every time he gave a point, the top three was like moving around. It was crazy. <laughs> That's the Guy Davis new name challenge for you, folks. Never yes. a dull moment. So once again, it's very close at the top. Mark Boston Burgess is in fifth position on six. He's just sort of lingering around. We've got a few people there on five points as well. We've got Andrew Palacaddy, Keith Nedham, Iconic June fucking Richards, Josh Halliwell, Luke McKay, all and Herrick Vinterland, all on five points. So then we've got... Mark Boston Burgess on six. Philip Hawkins and Nora Coker tied for fourth on eight. Josh Hedge outright third on nine. Stephen Roberts outright second on 10. And Garode Harrowhill outright first on 12. So it's anyone's game at this point. I'm excited, guys. Excited. I'm, Mr. Dando, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little excited myself. All righty. Now, before we move on to our mailbag for the episode, we mentioned earlier that if you're a listener to the free feed, you can also contribute some new names. So we'll head over to the Twitter now and see what they have contributed for us. So this comes in here from at daddyj85, the Abe that couldn't slow down. And at uh, Andrew NLSC says, the legend of Zelda colon Abe's license. Not bad at all. I would have maybe appreciated Abe's Odyssey getting a reference in there somewhere. Uh, so head over to the Instagram page now. So at Four Finger Discount on Instagram if you haven't followed us yet. First one here. So a couple of ones here that have already been used before in the Guy Davis Championship. At Ben Pop 17 AB Driver. Uh, playing Baby Driver, of course. And the Old Man and Not B. A nice old money reference there, he says. 
This one's from, oh, at 42, Black sent a few in. So, Grandpa Theft Auto, already being used. Ooh, Abe American Graffiti, pretty good stuff. Oh, but this one is your best so far. Live fast, don't old. That's from at 42, Black on Instagram. At stay underscore Gordon 87, the not so fast and furious, <laughs> pretty good stuff. Let's pick one more from at Jurassica 10, the old man and the she. So thank you so much, guys, for contributing. We do love our followers on Instagram and Twitter, don't we, Mr. Davis, the way they continue to show support for the podcast, not by listening, but also sending in some ripper new names. Absolutely we do, yeah. I mean, I've just, I'm lost for words for how much affection and appreciation and admiration I have for anyone who uh, you know takes an hour and change out of their uh, out of their precious time to listen to us, particularly me, uh, blather on about the Simpsons and other stuff? Look, you guys are all in my core book, top notch, a number one, one hundred percent. I highly recommend you do follow us on Twitter and Instagram now, guys, because we've been a bit sort of in the dark on with those with those uh, forms of uh, marketing for the, for a couple of years now. We haven't really done all that much, but I've let Guy. He's now in control of the Twitter, so look out for mm. some Mister Guy Davis hilarity. All these talents going towards the Twitter there. But also, we're going to be doing a lot of giveaways now on the Twitter and Instagram pages. And on Instagram, not only am I going to be posting uh, daily clips from some of your favorite Simpsons episodes, but I'm also going to be posting photos of just various Simpsons memorabilia that I have around the house and just creating some Simpsons banter amongst you followers as well. So do follow us on Twitter, at Four Finger Pod. Like I said, guys there running the Twitter, he's going to be posting some Simpsons hilarity on there as well, as well as Instagram, <laughs> at Four Finger Discount, where you'll find... Uh, daily Simpsons clips and photos of all my Simpsons merch and just of just a bit of discussion there around about uh, about the Simpsons. So yes, follow us at Four Finger Pod and at Four Finger Discount. But for now, Mr. Davis, let's get into the mailbag for the old man and the key. Jamil, Jamil is here. Ooh. Alrighty, it is now time for the mailbag. First question here comes from Andrew Pelicati, and he says, "In honor of old man yells at cloud, what's your favorite most used Simpsons meme or GIF?" Favorite Simpsons? I do like Millhouse eyebrows. Have you ever seen that one? I have. Yes, that is. <laughs> there was another one as well. It's not really. A, it's not a gift, but it's just a shot of. Um, and I forgot which episode it's from, but it's Homer with like a really sort of sexy look on his face. He sort of. Um, he's like standing at a kitchen cupboard or something, and sort of looking around, going. Mm. And it's no, hang on. The eyes are a bit sort of. I had a group of online friends who just broke that one out every time, you know, anything sort of vaguely suggestive was said. And it, all, it always got a laugh. Um, I was always, I'm also a, a big fan of, um, it's from my favourite episode, Last Temptation of Homer, but it's, it's Giant Hand. Is that a meme though? Or is it just it's not really moment? a meme, but someone will drag it out on it every once in a while for, for some reason. Like, you know, someone's written like a letter to the editor, or someone's written something crazy or written some really long screed that doesn't really relate to anything. And they'll take a screenshot of like, uh, you know, some really long Instagram post or something and then put giant hand next to it. <laughs> like, yeah, it kind of works. <laughs> so uh, I, I think a really popular one is the Homer going backwards through a hedge. That's very popular. Yeah, mm. yeah. Just like, oh, this situation is not <laughs> for me. <laughs> but yeah, the, the ones that we mentioned earlier that at least you try gets used a lot. I like to bust yeah. out the... When someone disagrees with something I've said, oh, they, they, they to me, come ac- are coming across a bit too touchy. I get Grandpa going, oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Next question comes from Noah Daniel. How far are you willing to travel for love? 
Well, I've mentioned this on the podcast numerous times. I used up every cent and in my savings account and borrowed some extra from my parents to buy a plane ticket to fly over to England to meet Nicola's family in 2011. Wow. What about you? How far would you travel for love? Oh, look, my store, <laughs> I traveled to Lawn, which is about like 90 <laughs> minutes from here, from Geelong. <laughs> this was uh, back when I was about 18 or 19. You know, I'd first got my license, all that kind of business. Um, it was the summertime. I uh, went. To, I'd, I'd spent a few days down in Lawn, which is a, a very nice sort of a coastal coastal town. Coastal uh, Shire, coastal Shire. Yeah, shall we say it? It's a little little bit upmarket, and you know, it's it's good. It's a good 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 part of the world. Minimum, minimum uh, ships are like five dollars there. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, that's that's a bit insane, but very very nice. And I was down there for a few days, staying with friends. You know, we're at the pub every night, all that kind of business. And you know, there was a, a group of. Um, group of girls down from Melbourne doing roughly the same thing. I got a, a bit of a crush on one. Nothing really happened because, you know, I was a scaredy cat and a bit of a dork and all that kind of business and thought this girl was way out of my league. Um, but, you know, she was, <laughs> she was nice to me. And a few days later, I knew that she was sticking down for a little while longer, but she wasn't going to be there that long. And I didn't know that much about it, but I thought, I might just go down and see that girl, say hello, see what happens. And drove down. Amazingly bumped into her at the pub and, you know, hey, how you doing? No, I'm just down for a little bit, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, not trying to act at all cool. Like, I just, just drove down here for the sake of it. <laughs> hey, I was just I was just nowhere near your neighbourhood. Yeah, yeah, essentially. So, um, and it was, we just had like a five-minute meeting conversation and all that. And she was like, oh, i got to go now. I've got to go see my friends. And I'm like, I should do something. I should say, hey, what's your number? Or, hey, do you want to catch up? But I did not. And oh, you <laughs> so didn't? I, no, chicken, no, I think you chickened out. Wow, I think I, I plus the, I think I had like a party that night back in Geelong. Oh, excuses, excuses. I know, but I sort of like so I drove ninety minutes to go see this girl for five minutes. Didn't even sort of do anything. Do you think in your in your heart you kind of were driving down there to make yourself feel like at least I've made the effort, but you didn't actually expect to see her, and then when you saw her, yeah. you're like, oh crap. <laughs> at least you tried. Yeah, get the at least you tried cake out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, look, she was a very, very sweet girl, to the best of my recollection. But uh, yeah, nothing ever happened there. So that was that. But um, oh, well. I certainly did not go to England. I, I just went down the coast. <laughs> oh, well. But then I drove back to Geelong that night to go to this party. And I think I told one of my mates, he just looked at me like, you're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you, this party's not that good. You should have stayed in lawn. And a final question here for the old man and the key comes from... Did you say it was Thalia or Talia? I believe she pronounces the H in it. Oh, okay. Thalia Enriquez. She asks, if you were Thalia elderly, or Talia, please please confirm. Yeah, let us know. Let us know. Yeah. If you were elderly and single, how important do you think finding a relationship would be for you? Well, it's, hmm. I've always said to Nicola, I need to go before you because I don't want to live without you. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just... I, I can't imagine myself... I, would, I prefer not to imagine myself ever being single again. I, I would mm-hmm. hate to think that I would be alone. But when, when I'm that old, I don't know. It's just like, do you need... I mean, you want, the, you want it more so for friendship than anything else, wouldn't you? Just for the more of the comfort of having someone to, to bond with as opposed to I think, the sexual side of things. Oh, I don't... Yeah, I, I imagine that would be more the case than anything else. I mean, it'd be nice to have someone that you're closer to than um than anyone else look it's it's an interesting one you know i was single for a while before i met the lovely louise and i had sort of braced myself or not not resigned myself but sort of like look if i don't meet anyone else that's all good i like i'm i'm cool with my own company 
I've got a good circle of friends and acquaintances and all that kind of stuff. And if I see out my some, days- Some would argue you prefer it. I don't mind it. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, some people are like that. And, you know, I was like, if, if, if I go the rest of my days like this, I'm okay with that. And then, of course, I met the lovely Louise and now I'm like, I'm like you. I'm like, well, you're going first. I'm sorry. I mean, no, like, I'm going first because- I'm going first. Yeah, I don't mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> you're going first. No. I'm just like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> did I- Because did I just if you conf- don't- <laughs> Did I just confess my dreadful plan? My dreadful murder she wrote plan? No, 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 no. I said um, the lad pack quiet and the quiet pack loud. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I think it's very much to each their own in this regard. But I think uh, it's it's become very evident that loneliness and cheeseburgers don't mix. Loneliness and cheeseburgers don't mix. This is absolute truth. But also, loneliness can be as toxic as as any sort of physical disease. It can have a real physical effect on you, and particularly, you know, among the older members of our uh, our population. So. Even if you don't have a quote unquote special someone, I think it's important to have people in your life. Even if you're just like one of those old guys that just always go to the pub, at least they've got the other old guys that go to the pub. Now, you can, Absolutely. You can have, you can have Absolutely. someone you can look forward to seeing. Oh, of course. Yeah. But look, I mean, I'll tell you, a few years ago, it was, and it was one of the most romantic things that I ever saw. I was out walking, I think it was like on a, um, might have been Good Friday or something. And I was, you know, just on a on a walk to sort of, you know, get the blood pumping and all that kind of stuff. And I passed by some house. There was this elderly couple sitting on their um on their veranda, clearly just enjoying each other's company, having a laugh, and they were sharing a cigarette. They shouldn't have been doing it that age, but you know, if you'd reached whatever age they could, and it was still allowed to, you know, light up a gasper, who's going to stop them? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I'd have thought, oh, hashtag relationship goals. These two, look at them. <laughs> Yeah, so it'd be nice to sort of have someone like that to sort of um, share the uh, the later days with, so to speak. Yeah. Well, that's another, actually, speaking of Simpsons gifts, that's actually another one that I use quite a bit when it comes to like perfect ultimate date night. You know, some people have, you know, fancy restaurant, buffets, whatever. I love putting up the gif of Homer and Marge dancing in the drive-thru with, with like just a milkshake <laughs> and a burger. You know, like that's a date night. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh man alrighty well that's our review of the old man the key hope you guys enjoyed it thank you so much for listening do appreciate your continued support with us all here at four figure discount next week we're going to be reviewing an episode called tales from the public domain which I believe is one of those uh, trilogy episodes where it's just broken up kind of like the uh, what's it got here so it's a follow up to Simpson Tall Tales okay well I didn't really like Simpson Tall Tales but I, the reason I didn't really <laughs> like Simpson Tall Tales was because I didn't know the stories I were referencing so hopefully with this one here, I understand a bit more. So it looks here like Lisa is playing Joan of Arc. So maybe I'll appreciate this one more. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Four Finger Pod. Guy Davis is now taking over that. Follow us on Instagram at Four Finger Discount for daily Simpsons uh, clips and photos of all the merch I have laying around here in the studio. Also rate and review us in the iTunes store. I really do appreciate you guys taking the time to do that. Chuck us five stars and leave a few words why you love the show. If you haven't taken the time to do so yet, please do it. It only takes a minute or so. It's a really great way to support the show and help people find us when they're searching for new Simpsons-based podcasts. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for our amazing listeners? This has been Four Finger Discount, the podcast Hitler doesn't listen to. Shh.